Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome to the Benson and Those Guys program presented by Town & Country Fest Solutions. We should have a really good show for you this week as Darren's not here. He's away (laughs) this week spending some quality time with his wife out in California. Um, But the rest of the guys are here. In fact, we even have a guest. Shane was on a missions trip to Ireland uh, earlier this year, and his friend Billy is here from Ireland. How you doing, Billy? I, I'm doing good. Konnasatatu. We are now an international program with, uh, uh, you, you heard that Irish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Benson, those guys, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or uh, see us on Twitter, at btgprogram. I guarantee, uh, Darren was out, he went to the Sabres game the other night in Anaheim to see the Ducks. Now, I know, I get it. He's He already bought a hat that was an Anaheim Ducks hat. He decided to text us all and show it and there's no allegiance for him in hats he'll wear whatever but what do you guys want to bet that by the end of that game he was cheering for the anaheim ducks and not the buffalo sabers you guys you're with me on this right oh absolutely by the time he gets back here he will have been a ducks fan for his whole life exactly right so he's going to listen to this program so it's not going to be a surprise but he's going to come back and he he doesn't follow hockey but now he's going to be, uh, I'm a Ducks fan, always have been. He still only knows one uh, Anaheim Duck, and that's Goldberg. And <laughs> Well, yeah, right. And he now knows Perry because he had a hat trick, and I'm sure Darren was the loudest one in the building cheering for him. <laughs> we have a lot to get to today. Coming up later on in the show, we'll talk with Brett Honeycutt from Sports Spectrum Magazine about the recently released issue. We also have Bryce Johnson coming on, a nationally syndicated talk show host about his ministry called Unpacking It. It's a faith-based sports radio program. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work, but we'll <laughs> talk to Bryce later up. Did you guys see the Miami Marlins fan uh, in behind home play to the World Series games? I mean, I don't know how you could miss him. Decked out in his bright orange, there he stood, uh, well, like a guy wearing bright orange. And I guess that really puts to rest any question uh, whether or not the Marlins have fans. Obviously, they have at least one. The Kansas City Royals tried asking him if he would perhaps move. I mean, this is not what any home team wants, right? You don't want some guy in some other team's color standing there. But uh, there he was, Miami Marlins fan. Marlins man, 58-year-old Lawrence Levy has come to be known. He'd have none of it. The Royals tried offering him a private suite. Other World Series items, but no go. Um, this cat was just out enjoying the game, though. I got to give him a lot of credit. Here's this guy in this sea of Royals fans wearing his Marlin stuff. He's just a fan. He's out there. He meant no disrespect. He's just having a good time. But check this guy's life out. He paid $8,000 for that seat. He's not given that up. By his count, he's gone to 27 Super Bowls, more than 200 NBA playoff games, and at least 85 World Series games. He says he's never had any wife or kids, so if you don't have wife and kids, you have money to put in the bank. Right. (laughs) He said before becoming, nobody noticed him. When he used to wear his Cowboys stuff, nobody noticed him. Now, I took, uh, listen, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I enjoyed very much. Nobody noticed me when I wore the Cowboys stuff, but when the Miami Marlins changed to that bright orange, suddenly everybody noticed. You guys had to have seen him, right? See him just standing there? Well, he's hard to miss. He's he's 
It's like Sharpie highlighter orange. Yeah. He was bright, but he's just enjoying the game. Yeah, good for him. The co- the cost of those tickets that you just read off on that list, I, I I was adding that up in my head, and I think that's like quadruple my life earnings. There's a mm-hmm. lot of money. I've I've read a couple of articles online that talked about it. He said himself that he's never added it up, but it's it's a substantial amount of money. Now we know as a professional athlete, you you can't say it's over until it's actually over, right? You got to say all the right things. We get it. But the Giants' is New York Giants, Jason Pierre-Paul, pushes it to the point of delusional. He says this. He says, the Giants are sitting three and four. He says, we just have to believe. Okay, I got no problem so far. He says, there's a lot of football to be played. Don't count us out. Okay, well, we all know you're probably toast at this point, but I get it. Toe the company line. But then he says he believes a team can win all nine of its remaining games. Now, okay, baby. Slow your roll here. All nine remaining games. Here's what the Giants have. So they've got a bye week this week. They're sitting three and four. They come out of the bye to play the Colts, then to Seattle, then the 49ers, and then the Cowboys. They are quite possibly looking at three and eight uh, before even thinking about winning their next football game. Unfortunately for the Giants, they don't play in the NFC South, so they don't see much of a future for the, uh, for the G-men. Speaking of ridiculous speech, did you guys see this? Pearl, man, uh, Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder was working the crowd in Milwaukee when he suggested perhaps that the Bears could obtain Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers in a trade for Jay Cutler. Was straight up, Aaron Rodgers for Jay Cutler. Now, obviously, he's working the crowd. He's trying to make a big deal out of Aaron Rodgers. He knows he's in Milwaukee, but Vedder is a Chicago native. Which, by the way, I always thought Pearl Jam—they're all from Seattle. Yeah, Eddie—I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Eddie uh, lived and grew up in Chicago and moved to San Diego, and then eventually ended up in Seattle when Pearl Jam needed a lead singer. When they were a different band called Mookie Blaylock, they needed one guy to sing, and uh, it's a long story. But Eddie, Eddie Vedder ended up uh, moving north, and that the rest is history. All right. Well, I always thought he was from South. Africa. Obviously, he's a Chicago native, a noted Bears Cubs fan. Uh, in this concert, even went as far as wearing. A Packers jersey. Now, drew the line, ever the loyalist, drew the line he was not going to wear the cheese head that they threw out. But this has been a tough week for old Jay Cutler. Now, not only did the uh, he wants to get traded, uh, Eddie Vedder wants to trade him, but the Bears, who are also sitting three and four, and that lost to Miami last week. He had an interception, two, two fumbles that he was cre- uh, credited with, reportedly got yelled at by Brandon Marshall after the game, but now former Bear great Brian Erlacher responded to general manager Phil Emery's comments that Cutler was an elite NFL quarterback by saying financially he is one of the elite guys in the NFL. He just hasn't produced like an elite quarterback. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you think Jay Cutler is an elite quarterback in the NFL? I don't think so. Um, I feel like a couple of years ago I, I, I might have put him on the cusp of that category, but I feel like he's regressed. And when you look at – all the talent that's around. He's basically has two number one receivers. He has Matt Forte in the backfield. The fact that they're not winning more games, you have to look at the quarterback. Maybe he's holding that offense back. I I would not put him in the elite category at all. Well, well that's where Erlocker joined him. He says, you look at the Bradys, the Mannings, the Rodgers, the Breezes. Those guys win every year, even with no one around them. Rodgers has no offensive line. He wins. Brady has no receiver. He wins. And you look at Jay. He's got Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, this great offensive line, Martellus Bennett, and they can't seem to put it together for some reason. 
that's a pretty good shot at Jay Cutler. Yeah, I, I, I agree uh, with what Zach was saying. You know, I think his time is quickly coming to where he's proving that he's not an elite quarterback. Not a big fan of what Brian Urlacher was saying. You know, I, I think there might be some bitterness still left there directed towards the Bears. Um, but really, I mean, he, he is. He has not proved himself to be an elite quarterback. The highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. He doesn't have the largest contract. A lot of other guys have some back-ended money. But for 2014, he's going to make more money than anybody else. Yeah, he's got elite talent. The problem with Jay Cutler is that he knows he's got the arm to get the job done, so he'll wait till the last minute to throw those bombs down the field, which he doesn't need to do. Uh, I think he and Matthew Stafford are both capable of a lot more. They could be elite quarterbacks, but they're both it's both the head game with the two of them and they'll never be able to overcome that. I mean, you can you could take Kyle Orton and put him in that Bears offense. I think he might do a better job than Jay Cutler cuz Cutler takes too many chances. Let me ask you guys about this other story that I saw. Linebacker Jerome Baker, ranked as high as number 36 in the country by one organization. He has committed back in July to go to Florida next year. You know they have a commitment day and they have the hats out there, and they put their hat on, big celebration. Well, now he's flipped. He is a native of Cleveland, Ohio, but he's saying now that he's not going to go to Florida. He's going to go to Ohio State. And what I can't figure out is, is this a big deal? I mean, you gave your word. You said you're going. You committed to go to Florida, but now you're backpedaling and saying, no, I'm going to go to Ohio State. Where's the value in the commitment day? Does that, does that bother you guys at all to see these uh, recruits flip-flopping? It kind of does. Um, I know that in in our society today, giving your word doesn't mean as much as it used to, but I feel like it should. I feel like if you, you give your word to somebody that you're going to play there and they start packaging their plays for you and, and counting on you being there and then you leave, then you've you've done a lot of damage to what they're trying to do with their system. I don't have a major problem with it. I mean, really, until school starts, you know, you're you're kind of free to choose whatever school you want. I, I, I'd assume that there's some sort of good reasoning behind flip-flopping. You know, well, I'm sure the reasoning is Ohio State is number 13. It's coached by Urban Meyer, and Florida is 3-3, three and three, and their coach, Will Muschamp, is going to be gone, no doubt about it, it. Exactly, and I mean, really, when you're, when you're going into playing college football, your goal is to play in the NFL, and whatever school provides that best chance, that's the school you should go to. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not coming down on the, the athlete here. I don't blame him. He probably wants to play at home. I would, too. He's from Ohio, play for Ohio State. What a thrill. But I guess my point is, why do you call it commitment day if there's there's no commitment to it? And, and that's my issue is National Signing Day. I hate it. They shouldn't treat these 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids like they're uh, entering the NFL draft or the NBA draft. I hate the idea. I think you should, like Shane says, you should have as much time as you need to make a decision. You can make a commitment and change your mind depending on the coaching staff right there. He probably maybe he had outside pressure, but he looks at the situation and go, yeah, Urban Meyer's going to be in Columbus next year. I don't think Will Muschamp may end up in Gainesville by uh, December 1st. So I think that's the reason. You're dealing with your futures here. And then if you decide to go to that school and then things don't work out the way you want them to, because let's face it, you're you're picking a school based on the coach or whatever in the program, then 
you got to transfer out. Then you got to sit another year. Now you're putting your career and your college education on hold for another year. I think you should have as much time as you need to make a decision. Now, as far as the commitment day goes, I think everybody's expecting you at your high school to have that big day, and it's a big deal. So you're going to be tempted to sign on the dotted line and, and go ahead and do that. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of pressure for these young guys. That's why I'm not a big fan of National Signing Day. No, I, I think it's a big deal for the schools at both levels, the school you're leaving, the school that's coming in. I believe mm-hmm. it's a, a, a nice thing for the coach, you know. But for the athlete itself, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. You know, let alone these guys at 17, 18 years old having to choose. Man, let them change their mind. Just skip National Signing Day. Skip this Commitment Day thing because I'm seeing it a lot where guys change their mind. And I can't blame them for changing his mind in this case. Coming up later in the program, Brett Honeycutt will join us. Bryce Johnson will join us. We'll compare Michael Sam and Tim Tebow and maybe even some other stuff on Benson and those guys as we go to break. Do us a solid. Take notice of our sponsors and give them some of your business. Thank them for helping bring this program to you. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course that encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Road. Pre-registration is $20.00. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. 
title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. These guys are all giving me the nod. I'm supposed to say something, but Dan's bringing us back with the Smiths, and I'm just kind of into that, letting it play, but I guess we got a show to do. You guys see the uh, Luke Keekley incident this past weekend where he got ejected from the game. The NFL said he won't find him, but uh, the ref grabs him from behind and he kind of tries to break free from it. What did you guys get with that? I, should he have been ejected? I, I got so many problems with that. I don't think so. I, I He could not see who was grabbing him from behind, and there was a brawl going on. Your first instinct there is to get away from whoever is grabbing you. I think that was a case of the referee overstepping his bounds and making an assumption that he shouldn't have made. And now the NFL came out later and said he shouldn't have been ejected. We're sorry, but by then it's too late. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a problem with what happened immediately. The ref throws the flag. I probably would have done the same thing. I thought he's you know reacting harshly against me and throwing the flag. But then when you start to explain it, and Ron Rivera did explain it. And he he says, I, I was dissatisfied with the explanation I got there. The refs weren't willing to pick the flag back up. And I think that's where my problem lays. Once you realize, okay, look, I grabbed him from behind. I probably shouldn't have done that. He reacted to that. No harm, no foul. Uh, let's wave this penalty off. Uh, you see it all the time in Major League Baseball. You see it with the umpires who say, I refuse to use instant replay. And they give the managers a great deal of difficulty because they don't want to use instant replay. At some point, you are not God in that situation. I know you're the authority, and I know there's a great deal of respect that goes along with that, but you got to have some room for negotiation, don't you? Yeah, I, I can... <laughs> See, I can see both both sides here. You know, it it is the heat of the situation, like Zach was saying. But you know, the the referee was also in that heat of the situation as well. And when you get a big old football player swinging at you, you know, you're going to try to use whatever authority that you have. And there is that zero tolerance policy in regards to that in the NFL, to where you know punches being thrown, you're going to be ejected. And so I can definitely understand the referee, you know, initially making that call, but there definitely should have been some sort of, you know, explanation, talking it through, like, like you said, Benson, with the, the grouping together of the referees and even the coaches of talking that out, sorting that situation out. Yeah, if I'm grabbing one of these guys from behind, listen, I, I think that's a mistake on, on the referee's part. You're a big old football player. You're in the heat of the moment. Uh, this big brouhaha is going down or about to go down. Somebody grabs you from behind. You don't know who it is. Yeah, I'm going to react to him. I'm going to pull away from him. And that's all he was. I don't think you said the term swinging at him. And I, I know all that can be misinterpreted misinterpreted in the moment, but I don't think he was swinging at him. He was swinging away from him, trying to get away. The referees uh, try too hard to be the game instead of letting the players be the game. And this happened with Steve Tasker. Steve Tasker in his final game. 
final NFL game. It's in Green Bay. And he wants to get a call figured out. And he accidentally, his momentum carries him into an official. The official throws a flag and ejects him from the game for hitting him. And he wasn't hitting him. He just accidentally just bumped into him. And Tasker didn't realize he'd been tossed until he got to the sidelines. It was his last NFL game. And that was it for Tasker. I mean, these officials, their heads are huge. It's ridiculous. What are you going to do for Luke Keekley now? Okay, next time we try to throw you out of a game, you get a free pass. We're going to let you stick around. We owe you one. I mean, he can't get that back. Yeah, I mean, I guess the NFL says, well, we're not going to fine you. But even so, I'd rather have maybe not. Obviously, Cam Newton's on the team. He's he's not your best ball player. But you you definitely want your best defensive player on the field. You want a key game changer on the field. Maybe it makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't in that situation. But I, I think the referee's overstepped, and I, and that's my problem. You got to have some room in society. If you disagree with somebody, I got to give you some room to offer me an explanation of why you feel the way you do, and. And then we can talk about it. If I'm just going to turn my back and just going to say, no, I don't even want to hear you. I don't want to talk to you about it. Well, that doesn't give any room for anything. And that's what we have with these officials. And I think they got to come down off their high horse. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and definitely, you know, as a referee going into a scrum like that, you have to expect you're not going to go in there and not get roughed up a little bit. You know, it's kind of like the, the high school principal going in to break up a fight. Chances are you're going to get a broken nose, uh, you know, going in there. So, I definitely understand both sides of that. I'm excited to welcome in our newest guest to the program. He's a host of a nationally syndicated faith-based sports radio program called Unpacking It. Bryce Johnson joins us now on the Town & Country phone line. Bryce, welcome to the program. Oh, great to be here. How are you guys doing? We are doing fantastic. Uh, I think it's a brilliant idea that you had to do faith-based sports programming. Um <laughs> Obviously, it's also fairly unique. We know our story. It was just kind of an idea. How did you get into it? Well, no, I love what you guys are doing, and, and glad that we we've got the same same heart and passion. And my my background was involved with sports radio, so I was I was doing an afternoon sports radio talk show in Charlotte, North Carolina, and ended up really having a, a change of heart and and, and got kind of made me realize that I was pursuing my own glory and my own audience and really doing sports radio without much purpose or meaning. And, and I was getting sick on my way into the show. And, and I remember one day looking out my studio window and, and seeing the, the skyline in Charlotte and just thinking, man, is this, is this all there is? And, and so uh, God did a work on, on my heart and, and, I guess about a year and a half later after that moment or so, uh, ended up starting unpacking it on, on one station and and really realized that, you know what, if I'm going to do sports talk, then I'm going to incorporate my faith and just be authentic and real and, and talk about sports, life, entertainment, but but also be, be willing to talk about uh, Jesus and, and what he's done for me and, and and, and for people to, to know him personally as well. So that's kind of how it, how it all began, and it's, it's, it's grown, and God has blessed it, and uh, just continuing to, to see uh, how he wants to use me and, and how uh, we can reach sports fans. What's behind the meaning of the name, Unpacking It? Well, we, we want to unpack sports from a faith perspective, and, and then we want to unpack faith from a sports perspective. 
Um, so it's just kind of one of those those words that kept popping up where, I don't know, if pastors use it and say, hey, let's unpack this these verses or this chapter, and um, you just kind of hear it every once in a while, and it's like, you know what, this this fits for sports, and let's uh, let, let's run with it. We're going to get into talking some football. I've got a couple of football questions I want to ask you in a minute, but uh, we're a faith-based program, and, and we love to hear people's testimonies. Can you tell us how you first came to know Christ as your Savior? Absolutely, and uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, God— Chased after me as a as a young child, and and based on my my, my parents and and just being surrounded by the right people, uh, realized at a young age that that I was in need of a savior. And so uh, I was about six years old when 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 it really did click for me. And it's been a journey and a process of of just uh, just deeper understanding of all right who who Jesus is and and what does it mean to follow him and. Um, and so the, the the biggest struggles, though, for me over the years ha- have been the, the the selfishness and the pride, and just continuing to to, to be humbled and recognize the, the 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 power of God, the the amazingness of of God, and and the fact that you know what, even as a as a young boy, to say, yeah, I received Jesus as my as my Savior, the the, the grace that that is needed every single day that I continue to fall into grace. And, and so um, that, that's kind of my, my story, uh, I guess, in a, in a simple way, but, but a big kind of part of the journey has been my career and, and the way that God has, has orchestrated and, and worked on my heart throughout the ups and downs of, of radio and doing ministry and, and wanting to, to be a radio star to wanting to be a, a servant and, and, and serve sports fans. And, and so um, God is good. He's very real. He's very real in my life and, and just want to continue to, to tell people about it. Well, that's exciting. Uh, let me ask you, I understand you're a football fan and Bryce, we're in Buffalo Bills country. You know, they made a co- uh, change of quarterback. Do you think that was the right move for them? You think they should have stuck with EJ Manuel? What's your take on the Bills quarterback situation? Oh, that's, no, that's a great question. Well, and I'll tell you guys this: I actually lived in Rochester, New York, from about age two until five, and and then my family moved to Charlotte. So I've, I've got a little bit of a connection to the Bills, and 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 like when they're doing well. Um, well, well, let me but, ask you what what were you what was your connection in Rochester? Your, your parents worked here, or what was going on? Yeah, yeah, my dad got transferred there, and and so my younger brother was actually born there. So um, we we just spent those those few years there, but but still 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 remember being there for the ice storm in either ninety or ninety one, um, and so and then really my my dad was a Bills fan because those were the the Super Bowl years. Um, and kind of following that, and so um, so anyway, I, I keep I at least keep my eye on the bills for sure. And so I was I was fascinated by the move because for one, what, what has Kyle Orton done recently to to feel uh, I guess for the team to be confident enough to put him out there? So the fact that he's done fairly well these last couple of weeks has has been somewhat surprising to me. Um, but I, I actually thought EJ Manuel was starting to to kind of grow, and I just wanted to see com- some consistency from the wide receivers, and and I guess the run game for that matter, especially CJ Spiller, um, before before jumping you know jumping off the EJ Manuel bandwagon. So 
I, I guess what had happened, and even looking back, I, I still I still question it and probably lean more toward keeping Manuel out there. Now this uh, weekend, the Tennessee Titans have announced they're going to make a change. They're going to go with Zach Mettenberger. Does that surprise you? No, because I don't think the the Titans are very good. Like they're 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 young running back Bishop Sankey, and and they've got two nice receivers and in, in Kendall Wright and, and Justin Hunter. But but I think they're really in more of a, a rebuilding mode. And I think they realized, all right, Jake Locker is not the guy. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst isn't going to take you very far like we've seen the last – well, he played okay last week, but um, what he can do. Um, so they want to see, all right, we got this, this rookie quarterback. We're not going to be able to win this division. The, the Colts are too tough. Um, let's, let's see what he's got. And I, I'm, I'm very curious to see – I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures that kind of come out where he's just a character. He's a, he's a funny-looking guy and, and kind of a not your prototypical – looking quarterbacks. Let's see what he can do out on the field and, and if the players respond. And, and who knows, if he ends up maybe being a spark that they needed because Locker and Whitehurst were just playing so mediocre, um, it could be kind of fun for the for the Titans. So so we'll see. Bryce Johnson is joining us in the Town & Country phone line, radio host of Unpacking It. There's been some talk this week since the Seahawks shipped out Percy Harvin that perhaps that Seahawks locker room is divided he mentioned Russell Wilson as perhaps not being black enough. Uh, do you make anything of that, or do you think the Seahawks are going to be all right? Well, I think Pete Carroll is such a great coach, and I think Russell Wilson is such a, a great leader that I'd be surprised if it's a total collapse. But but I think it's going to be just enough of a problem. And just there, there, there are too many question marks in there to where – I don't see them repeating, and they probably won't be or they won't be division champs. Um, but they're still going to be in the mix. They're still going to be in the playoff mix. I think they'll they'll probably shut up a lot of people in the next couple of weeks and probably win some games. But but just there there is an overall feel that you just have to go. Yeah, I don't I don't think they have because in order to win a Super Bowl, things have to click. Like guys have to be on the same page. And so if there is some of that then that's the difference. You know, that's the difference between a lot of good teams is just getting everybody on the same page, everybody clicking. Um, so there's definitely some concern there. And, and then this whole, whole concept of a, a player not being black enough or, or this or that, that to me is, is an even bigger topic and a, and a bigger issue within sports but also in society that, that I have just kind of a, a problem with. Um, and I think it's unfortunate because it just sort of – uh, I don't know. Just it, it hurts the relationships with, with with people. So when you start talking like that, thinking like that, now we got the media. Well, is Russell Wilson to this or to that? No, he's a winner. He's a great player, and 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 I I like Russell Wilson. I root for Russell Wilson. Um, but uh, but I think I, I still think he's he started the season off so well, and to now have a little bit of a derailing based on some comments and Percy Harvin getting traded. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they respond. We see Russell Wilson come out quite a bit with uh, Bible verses. He likes to tweet those out. He, he he seems to be outspoken in his faith. But let me ask you this. What do you think is the biggest obstacle facing a professional athlete when it comes to speaking openly about their faith in Christ? Well, I, I would say here here's sort of my my concern with how we as sports fans view the Christian athlete is we think because – 
they're the best at their position or they're a great player or the best in the NFL, then that means or, or it, it equates to being a, a super Christian or the best Christian, and they're going to be equally as great at, at walking out their faith. And, and I think those are unrealistic expectations. And not to say that some of those guys aren't really living it out or really walking in there, you know, they're, they're, they're diving into their Bible every day and, and really, really growing and, and understanding who Jesus is. But, but it doesn't mean just because they're a Super Bowl winning quarterback, then, oh, well, yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're, uh, they're theology, their theology is so strong or they could be preaching every Sunday. That, that's, that's not really fair. They're, they're football players and, and they, they acknowledge, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm growing, I love Jesus. And that, to me, is, is such an encouragement, and I love it. And I love that those guys are, are willing to say to fans, hey, this is who I am, this is my identity is found in Christ, and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think we're the ones that have to be a little bit more careful. And we can't put them up on a pedestal. They're struggling with stuff. They're going to slip up. They're going to say things, do things. They're going to get frustrated in games. And, and so we just have to acknowledge that, show them grace, um, but I think, you know, root for those guys and, and, and hope that they can have an impact in their locker room, in their communities, and, and continue to point people to Jesus instead of trying to get the glory all themselves. So um, it, it, it's a big topic, but there's a, there's a few thoughts anyway. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think so often we look at those guys and we say they need to be shared in their faith more, and yet the same people pointing those fingers are often the ones that – Man, they never share their faith. It's no different than if you're if you're working in a restaurant down the street. You know, why don't you share your faith? Why don't you use your platform? Yep. Uh, hey, let me ask you a nosy question. We like to ask our guests a nosy question from time to time. What's the last like thing that. you were listening on your iPod? Last music I was listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, this will sound funny. I've been I've been listening to uh, CDs recently uh, in my car. Uh, my favorite worship CD is is Seventh Day Slumber, and basically they're a rock band, but they they've kind of even taken some some praise songs to another level. Um, so that would be one album recently, and and then also I'm a big Thousand Foot Crutch fan. Um, great rock band. They've got a new new album out, and I, I listen to them on on Spotify. So um, those are, those would be two anyway. We're talking to uh, Bryce Johnson. He's a radio host of Unpacking It. Uh, Bryce, how can our listeners and ourselves pray for you? What are some needs you have with your ministry? Well, I appreciate that. Um, People can kind of, let's see, the biggest prayer request right now is for uh, direction, and and really we're we're looking to link arms with, with the right people because we, we want to, to create a movement of, of God, but of, of sports fans, that, that we're, we're united and that we're uh, seeking after God's will. And, and so just that, that I'd be able to, to lead well, to be obedient, um, and to be able to, to rally sports fans uh, together, that we can, we can grow together, understand grace together, um, and continue to, to, to press on. The name of the radio show is Unpacking It. The host is Bryce Johnson. Uh, you want to give us a website and where we can get the podcast, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Check out unpackingit.com, and, and we've got 
podcast videos. You can listen on iTunes um, and, and, and online at, on the website, unpackingit.com, and, and keep up with me on, on Twitter, uh, Bryce Radio. Bryce Johnson, I want to thank you for joining us. I look forward to having you again sometime. Absolutely. Anytime. Love what you guys are doing. And uh, how about let's go, Bills? Let's go, Bills. <laughs> All right. You so have much. a great I appreciate it. Thanks, Bryce. Man, our goal with the Benson and Those Guys program is so exciting to hear what Bryce is doing with Unpacking It. Our goal is to give athletes a platform to use it to kind of be different. I mean, I don't think anybody ever expects us, although I've, I've heard that. You walk down the street and they're, oh, who do you guys think you are, Colin Coward or whatever. You know, people, haters going to hate, you right. know. And it's exciting to hear. We're, we're not trying to replace whatever sports radio you listen to. Just kind of offer you an alternative something to work in the mix. And it's exciting to me to know that there are shows like Unpacking It out there, that this is not the only one. There are other avenues that you can get a different take on the sports world through our program, through Bryce's program. So I would encourage you to check it out. Uh, Unpacking It is the name of the show. And as we go to break again, I want to ask you, make a note of our sponsors, tell them you appreciate their support of our program Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions on ESPN Rochester. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or Visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy, located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. This past week, Michael Sam was cut from the Cowboys practice squad. Man, is it just me, or is, have we talked football exclusively on this program? Have we talked about anything else? It's a, it's a problem we have on the uh, Radio Press Box show. It's like it's football is king, and I think, they've done the studies. Football is one, two, three, four, and fifth, no matter where you go. Who, who's, who's the content director for this show? 
I don't know, but I heard that guy's pretty cool. <laughs> I think we mentioned the Marlins man, so I mean that was our token other sport mention. We got Billy here. We could talk about some rugby. Uh, we could talk about some football, right? You call it football over there in Ireland. Uh, we call football soccer. Uh, Irish oh, you do. Fo- you Irish got- football is Irish football. Mm-hmm. But- Irish football was played centuries before any of your new games. And an Irish football. Now, now, now you, that was elitist right there. You were like, <laughs> you were taking a shot. Well, I'm taking a shot because it's true. It's the only <laughs> shot I can take. Hey, I'm only speaking the truth. We, we can uh, kick the ball. We can punch the ball. Uh, we can dribble the ball. Uh, you, you can do anything with the ball. Uh, and it's like it's the one game that became all the games you guys play. Now, is Irish football, is that rugby? Is that No, what no, 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 that's that an English to... game. No, no, you're oh. insulting my nationality here. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I, I didn't come all this way to be insulted. Hey, uh, rugby is the that, English man's game. That might be the Brit in me trying to, you know, that's my taking a shot. <laughs> is Irish football also called hurling? Is that the same sport? Where you, do you have like a paddle and you can put the ball on the paddle too? No, 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 we're getting the mix up here, guys. Okay, all right, so that's why I asked. I, Irish football <laughs> is played with a round, like a soccer ball or a volleyball. Mm-hmm. It's, it sponges a, a volleyball, so you can punch it up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- then we, we have soccer, we have hurling, which was played at least a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a while. It is uh, played like field hockey, but the, uh, the, the, uh, the stick is more like a, a paddle. Mm-hmm. And you, you scoop the ball up on the paddle and you run with it. Uh, then the opponent's team, uh, you'll get a player from the other team running behind you with his paddle slapping you in the back of the ear, mm-hmm. trying to distract you so you drop the ball so he can scoop it up. Uh, so you'll scoop it up. It's like field hockey, but the uh, the, the, the uh, bat goes way up in the air. No kidding. Wow. Okay. Vincent cool. and those guys is one of the few programs you can go from Michael Sam being cut by the Cowboys to Irish football explanation. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Michael Sam. He's cut from the practice squad this week. Uh you know, if you think many, and and I suspect that many of you do think that 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 pleases me, you're wrong. I'm root. I was rooting for Michael Sam to make the team. He seems like a very likable guy. He seems like a class act. He took to Twitter, publicly thanked the Cowboys organization, their fans, many others. Uh, Coach Jason Garrett said he came to work every day. He practiced hard. But I think this speaks to those who are overvaluing the player. I felt like many people in the media, in activist groups, uh, political, religious circles, made him out like some sort of pawn in their chess game to advance whatever they agreed with or did not agree with. Luckily for Michael Sam, he was strong enough, he was professional enough to handle the attention and the scrutiny, but maybe the next guy won't be. And I'm not sure that that's entirely fair to use an athlete like that for your benefit. Look, here's the deal. He's a seventh-round draft pick. He was always a marginal player whose skill set made him a long shot to make an NFL roster, which he still may if he improves his game. But frankly, all the talk of, well, if he's not drafted, it's because he's gay, or if he doesn't make the team, it's because he's gay, I find that offensive. His lifestyle, as it turns out, has little to do with his ability as a football player, but yet people unfairly propelled him into the spotlight for their own cause. His lifestyle should never have been brought into it, either by those who disagree or those who would agree. Now, here's the comparison. Believers overvalue Tim Tebow in much the same way. He's not a good NFL quarterback, and I have heard people suggest that he's not on an NFL roster because he is an outspoken 
Christian. No, he's not on an NFL roster because he can't throw an accurate downfield pass. If he played like Peyton Manning played, he'd be starting somewhere. Heck, if he played like Eli Manning played, somebody would be giving him a job. If you can throw a touchdown accurately, often, people are going to let you preach in the middle of the locker room before every game if you want. But if you have the same ability as somebody with who doesn't come with as much baggage, doesn't come with as much attention, doesn't come with as much divisiveness, they're going to go with that guy. We like to profile players on our program who share our beliefs. Of course we do. But we're not going to give an unrealistic evaluation of someone because of it. I'm glad Tim Tebow is a believer. But that doesn't necessarily make him an NFL quarterback. Just as if going to church doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. Do you guys agree with me, or do you disagree with me on that? I agree with you. Um, I was thinking today. Well, that's all that, we need to know. <laughs> I was thinking today that there are players. There are players like Michael Vick who tortured dogs to death and went to jail for it, and he got out of jail. He got a contract. Being a Christian or being gay is, I think, not as controversial or not as detrimental as being somebody who's fresh out of prison. You know, if Michael Vick can get a contract. These guys are not off of NFL rosters because of what they believe. They're off of rosters because there were guys who could do more than them who deserved the spots more than they did. Yeah, and, you know, Benson, you mentioned that comment about uh, Michael Sam and Tim Tebow often being used as pawns uh, by groups of people. And, and, you know, that made me start thinking about how the pawn is – one of two things. It's either one of the most important pieces on the board or it's the piece that is most easily discarded. And we see that so often when when groups of people use these people, put them into the spotlight, make them their spokes, spokesperson, you know, while they're in that spotlight. But then once they're out of the spotlight, what happens? You know, and and so often those groups of people are the ones that are quickest to turn their backs on them and forget about them. And it, it brings to mind the story of you know, God's people, uh, the Hebrew people going, leaving from Egypt and, and going um, to God's promised land that he's prepared for them. And he, he has led them through trials and tribulations. And they get to this place called Mount Sinai. And Moses goes up onto the mountain to speak to God. And as he goes to do that, the people immediately forget about what God has done for him, them, how he has brought them out of through the desert uh, with a strong and mighty hand. And what they end up doing is they end up uh, building this golden calf and they take this golden calf and they present it to the people of um, the Hebrew people. And they say to them, these are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. Remember what they did for you. And, and God, of course, takes offense to that. He, you know, he says to Moses, go down for your people whom, whom brought who I am brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I have commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and worshiped it and sacrificed it and said, these are gods of Israel who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And, and, and that to me, you know, just shows that that's kind of what our tendency is. Even to this day, you know, we see these people like Michael Sam, we see the people like Tim Tebow and we want them to accomplish something, you know, wh- whatever the agenda is. And when they don't, they become that pawn. They get easily cast aside. You need to be careful to put people on too high a pedestal, you know, to make them our spokesperson, to make them our platform, uh, basically to make them our logo of what we stand for. People are going to let you down. 
And, you know, Tim Tebow is a believer. I'm excited about that. I, I look forward to one day meeting Tim Tebow in eternity and, and getting to know who he is and all that. Uh, but he's also a football player. And the two can be related, but they're not necessarily. Here, here's what Psalm 146 says. Three, verse 3 says, this is, put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. We have to put our, our, our trust in Christ, not in Michael Sam, not in Tim Tebow. And we have to stop making excuses. Well, Tim Tebow's not on a roster because he, he's an outspoken Christian. That's a bunch of nonsense. He can't throw a, quarter, uh, a quality quarterback pass. I agree with you completely. I, I, you know, you'd like to root for both of them. Uh, Tim Tebow has a chance to play in the NFL. He just doesn't want to play any other position but quarterback. So, and, who, I mean, and who's ever in his ear telling him that? And maybe it's him. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, but if what? somebody's in his ear saying, "Oh no, you need to be the quarterback," for whatever reason, you need to stop telling him that. Mm-hmm. If he wants to have a career in the NFL, although he does a great job on television, mm-hmm. absolutely, he's, he, he's a great job covering these college games. So good for him. Benton and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 146 The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and Benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course that encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Road. Pre-registration is $20. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing. 
nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to the program. Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I need to apologize. We have not been able to connect with Brett Honeycutt. I said earlier in the show he'd be coming on. He's the managing editor of Sports Spectrum Magazine, so I'm sure he is doing very important editor-type stuff. But I will tell you that that is, if you are a, a person of faith and you are a sports fan, that is a must-have magazine for you. You can go to sportsspectrum.com, check that out. I would highly recommend you check it out. And we're going to try and connect with uh, Brett this week and get him on. I was on their website today, and I read the very first article on there is about Rashad Jennings. It's great. I recommend everyone that's listening to this, finish the show and then read it. Finish this show, then read it. Pest of the Week is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. My Pest of the Week is bootlegged underwear. Earlier this week, two men from the Department of Homeland Security went into a store in Kansas City that was selling panties with the Kansas City Royals trademark crown and KC logo on the back, and they confiscated every pair. The store owner said they told me they were from Homeland Security and we were violating copyright laws. Now, I get the seriousness of bootlegged underwear, but really... The Department of Homeland Security, aren't there more important things for them to be doing? Couldn't they be going down south and monitoring the traffic walking across the border down there? In all seriousness, no, I do kind of wonder if uh, at some point there's going to be a follow-up report of these two men arrested and charged with impersonating an officer. My Pest of the Week, bootlegged underwear. My Pest of the Week is West Virginia football fans who rioted after their team defeated Baylor last weekend. Fans set fires, knocked down streetlights, tore down construction site fences, threw rocks and beer bottles at security officers and their vehicles, and this is after their team won. Did they take the goalposts? <laughs> yeah, I think they're still intact. I still think that's the best thing ever. You get you, A couple of weeks ago, we, we, I know we talked about this, but they're walking down the street with these goalposts on their hands at, in, in Mississippi like it, you know. Just some big tribal kill, and now they've right. got it on a stick. You they know? definitely have the right of way there. You know, if you're carrying, if goal you're posts. carrying goalposts, you get to go through traffic. <laughs> yeah. My pest of the week is Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers president Jeannie Buss, who, in a recent interview with Sports Center, said that any free agent that would be afraid to play with Kobe Bryant is probably a loser. Just at, throughout that entire interview, she was in denial of the state of what the Lakers were in. They're just not going to be good, and she has said that there's a plan in place, but has no proof to back that up. You know, you stole mine. That was good. I was gonna actually going to go with that. So I got an audible. I'm going to go with the New York Yankees and my pest of the week. You mean to tell me that Andrew Friedman, who was the uh, general manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, 
He gets elevated to president of the L.A. Dodgers, who this year surpassed the Yankees with the best payroll in baseball. I think in all sports, really. You mean to tell me that the Yankees couldn't have grabbed him to take over the reins from Brian Cashman and tried to build a winner consistently? I mean, this is exactly what the Boston Red Sox envisioned when they had a chance to go grab Billy Bean for $12 million a year because they believed that he was going to be the guy that broke the curse. Instead, he decided not to do it. This guy is everything Billy Bean thinks he is, and now he's got a payroll to work with? We could be headed for a Dodger dynasty. And the Yankees, nah, we're happy with Brian Cashman. Sorry, guys. You guys see Dan's face. It's all red. His veins are popping out. I mean, he's passionate about this. Irish Billy, your pest of the week, I'm assuming, is Americans for ruining all your good games from hundreds of centuries ago? I I would have mentioned the uh, Ryder Cup. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that on this program. That's why I'm not going to mention it. We'll talk about it in two more years, maybe. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us. Billy, thanks for coming in, being, uh, bringing us some international flavor. You're welcome, and dear Gwet. Yes. Uh, amen. I, a, yeah, <laughs> amen. There you go. Benson, those pro, uh, Benz, yeah, I don't even know the you name, of the, the name of the show anymore. That just threw me for a loop. <laughs> Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. But before we go, Dan, there's one last thing I want to ask you about, and you guys can chime in too, but uh, the New York's highest court has reinstated the slander lawsuit by two former Syracuse University ball boys against head coach Jim Beheim. The judge dismissed the suit last year. A mid-level court agreed with that dismissal, but now the Court of Appeals has ruled unanimously, by the way, that they cannot conclude that Beheim's statements were pure opinion. Dan, what do you think on that? Well, You're a Syracuse guy. You know, now, Beheim originally said these guys were liars. All Beheim did was defend a friend and Bernie Fine. That's what happened. And since you know the courts found that this that these guys were credible, all of a sudden Gloria Allred wants to go after them. But they were go- she was going after Jim Beheim based on an opinion he had had with those guys based on their history. I don't see there's a case here. Of course, some court's always going to put this out there, but it's ridiculous. That's my new pest of the week. I'm changing everything. It's now this whole situation surrounding Jim Beheim and mm-hmm. the beloved Orange. Uh, come on, man. Give it give it a rest. You should be able to express some opinions, especially as you say you're defending a, fen- a friend in that situation. He didn't slander these guys. He just I, basically, it was, his, it was his opinion. Like, if I say you're a jerk, should I get sued for that? In New York State, you could do that, but will it go anywhere? I don't think so. And I guess that's my problem. It got two courts... Judge dismissed it. Another court agreed with that, and now you got the court of appeals who unanimously say, right. "Well, we don't know for sure that." It's, I, in New York State, you can knock on all kinds of doors until you get the answer you want. Then we have to open the Pandora's box back up. You're listening to Benson and those guys. It's brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed every minute Darren was on it. We'll see him again <laughs> next week. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about his message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a t-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated, and as always, thank Thanks for listening to Benson and those guys.